as an SEO, have you ever struggled with your company's communications? Can you relate? Does your company talk to their users' pain points? Do they show empathy? Or are they just beating their chest on why they're the best things since sliced bread? Today's guest has been in the trenches helping guide and form company communications for years. We're going to hear about these struggles and what you can do to overcome them. Welcome to the EMJ SEO Podcast, where it's all about you learning SEO so that you can rank in Google. Hey, it's Matt Hepburn. I'm an SEO professional with 13 years of experience working as a consultant, working in large and small agency. And for the past seven years, I've been working in the enterprise sector for some of the biggest brands out there. I provide SEO tips for beginners, and I tell you straight out what's going to work and what's not going to. This episode is brought to you by Interview Bookers, the podcast booking agency that provides link building through podcast episode show note links. If you're looking to support Google's EEAT framework for your SEO, you can build links as an expert, educating from your experience on podcast guest interviews. Let your links to your website stand out from the crowd. Visit us at interviewbookers.com. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing very well. Uh, so happy to get you on the show and to talk about communication and copy. And um, I was hoping you could talk to the listeners a little bit about uh, your experience and, and who you are, and then we can jump into the questions if that's okay. Sure, sure. So uh, first, let me thank you for, thank, thank you for having me on your show. Um, oh, absolutely. Been, uh, excited at the opportunity to, to share with your listeners with you about my experience. Um, I'm a strategic communications consultant, pardon me, and I've been working in the communications fields for over 30 years, started as a journalist in DC out of college and then went into PR and strategic communications uh right after that and i've been doing it ever since for both corporations fortune 500 private public nonprofit, mm -hmm. the like well thank you so much for coming on the show uh i think this is a really important uh topic which is um communication and for me it's when i talk about communication it's usually either a form of corporate communication in messaging that corporations are doing through uh, PR or, the, uh, for instance, press releases or how they're communicating with third-party sites, or it has to do with the website copy that's on and how they're communicating with the their audiences that they're trying to target. So why that's really important to me specifically uh, is that I end up having to, or other people in the industry who are SEOs have to optimize this cop copy so it shows up well within search results. So to me, um, it's really important that there's an effect uh, communication strategy coming from the company. Um, and sometimes that doesn't always happen. Um, 
sometimes uh, it's coming from the top down and it's not really aligned to the products or the services um or it's this overarching topic that a, a company is is trying to be known for so in this section of the episode i asked dan to talk a little bit about effective communication from a company where does that start from and how do we implement that a great question <clears throat> questions you know where does it start starts at the top um it starts with the mission vision and values of an organization and you're you are spot on when you say that uh, there are times when you know communication and key messages don't translate down from the top uh to the frontline <clears throat> workers to the people like i am and, and used to be inside the companies um there are a number of reasons for that so I'm going to back up just a little bit because I didn't explain um, the, talk about the name of my company and why I named it that. It's uh, Bridges PR and Writing. And forget about the PR and writing part for just a minute and talk about the bridges and the reason why I chose that. Um, so building bridges is really the concept behind that. and companies not all of them a lot of companies do it well some of them not so much um building bridges for me means figuring out a way to effectively communicate a company's product services offerings to their target audiences bottom line so how do we do that do we do it visually? Do we do it with a written word? Do we have salespeople out there talking, giving presentations? You know, it just depends upon the company, the organization. So when it comes to, but, you know, really doing an effect, go ahead. I was going to say, so that, so the, the thread that I've seen always that, that, um, with communications is uh i mean sometimes it's fantastic but sometimes like the thread from what you were saying before like what is the overarching theme or mission statement um or you know that the the product and the service is supposed to align with that that's where it breaks down it, it absolutely does so there are a few things that i I look at at a company and my perspective has changed tremendously over the years. You know, maybe it's age, um, experience um, on a personal level, professional level, but it, it all comes down to, for me, is an organization being authentic? Authenticity is yes. really the key in uh, communicating the appropriate messages to target audiences. So if you're, if you've developed a mission and a vision and values for your company, first of all, are they really authentic? Um, or are they just words that are put, put down on paper to make you look good? Which is important. I mean, you have to right. obviously present yourself well. But do those translate into what you are offering in terms of your products and services? And in a lot of cases, they don't. Um, and that comes 
I think from miscommunication, lack of communication, lack of involvement. So in the case, in, in my case, I'll give you an example. So I worked for the largest nursing home company in the country uh, for five years as the head of corporate communications. And it was the best job I ever had, best boss I ever had, best experience. Um, I, I was tired. Uh, it was um, a, a very taxing job. But the key to my success was a few were a few things. One, I was fully aligned with my boss, um, who ran investor relations, corporate communication, and so on and so forth. I was involved in communication with the CEO, with the C-level executives. I guess I was one, but above me. So the chairman, the CEO, the COO, we had five different companies. All of them had presidents. I was involved in communication with all of them. So um, there are a lot of companies that leave out their spokesperson, the person who's delivering the messages, uh, talking to reporters, um, you know, writing social media, so on and so forth. And they leave them out of the picture. I could give a really good example of how that's the case today in politics, but I will not go, go there. Um, but unless it's, a, it's the okay, is we delivering, don't have to. <laughs> unless yep. we're delivering Unless we're 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 in the know and in the game um, and really understand what is going on behind the scenes, there's no possible way that we can effectively communicate. In the podcast, I asked Dan to give us some information on how we can build a corporate communication strategy that involves the buyer's journey and the intent of the user the pain points they're looking to solve and how they find that in Google. Um, there are two things, again, I'm going to go come back to authenticity and then intuitiveness. Um, so do we have the ability to step out of ourselves and um, look at it from the perspective of the potential client, buyer, whoever it may be? Most companies don't do that. Now, mm -hmm. back in the day, um, when I was starting out, you know, we did research, we did um, focus groups for keywords, even back then, but keywords in our messaging that had nothing to do with SEO, but today it's still applicable. Um, we we did all the 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 research uh, uh, to support our in this case our services that we were providing section of the episode i asked dan to talk to us a little bit about the struggles he's had with getting companies to have empathy come through in their communications and have them become authentic in that messaging i, I was going to say the reason why i bring up empathy right is we were talking about the pain points of the user who's coming to a website for a product or a service. And we're trying to have that communication say, this is how this can fix that. But if we don't come from the empathy perspective of the user who has the pain point, our messaging can seem you know, not very um, 
I don't know what the right word would be for it, but um, it might be disingenuous, right? <laughs> disingenuous, so, intuitive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's the that's part of the struggle, right? Is how do we, it's not just that we need the empathy from the communication from the company, but we need to have the empathy that's connecting where there's a connection, right, from the user who says, I, these guys get it. They understand my pain point and man, they have a solution. It's exactly what I need, right? That's what we need to have a raving fan to say, yes, this company is going to make it onto my list for consideration in the buyer's journey. And they tick off these amount of boxes of what I need, right? Uh, or what my boss has sent me off to find, right? So that to me is the hardest part that I don't necessarily see businesses do is to have the emotional connection with the user through that pain point. There's, uh, there's a good reason for that. And I think a lot of it um, depends on the industry. So if you're in the, the IT high tech um, realm, um, empathy is not something that is consistent with a left brained organization, right? Or finance. <laughs> um, there are some finance right, right. that do it well. Um, you know, in, in insurance, some of them do it well. You know, if you move into healthcare, um, and and there, this is I think really important. Um, today, there's been such a huge shift in focus on mental health and wellness, and so on and so forth. They're kind of setting the tone for how things should be done. Now, not all of them do it well, and they're learning and. Um, trying, and then you have the combination of a high-tech company that's offering a healthcare solution. And I, you know, I look right. at this every single day. It all sounds, it all sounds the same. This episode is brought to you by Interview Bookers, the podcast booking agency that provides SEO benefits with each and every podcast guest interview. Are you ready to boost your keyword rankings in local search while being seen as an expert? This is all possible when you appear as a guest on podcasts where the audience matches to your message. If you're ready to take your link building to the next level, then visit us at interviewbookers.com. In this section of the episode, I talked to Dan about a USP, a unique selling proposition, and how do we tie that together into corporate communication to where this actually is attractive to the users and works with their pain points. So, Matt, there, there is, and I think a lot of this has to do with COVID. Um, yeah. People are fed up with BS, right? They just want straight answers. And so, in, 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 and I don't want to generalize and say that everyone in every company and every website does this, but a majority of them do. And it's it's a matter of going to the next level, right? It's almost like a relationship, you know, with your spouse or a friend or 
whomever it may be, a mentor, so on and so forth, is you can talk at kind of a surface level about what's going on in your life, right? Or you can be in a relationship where you go just a little bit deeper and begin to understand what drives another person, what drives um, who they are, understand who they are. Um, I was taught a long time ago, and this comes up continuously in my in my life, um, in my personal experiences in life, just given my background, which has been very tough at times, is, you know, you, you can um, get frustrated with another person, right? Because of their responses or how they react to you or however it may be. The one thing we forget, and I think a lot of people forget, is that we don't know where they're coming from, right? So they may be having a bad day, maybe have nothing to do with me or you and everything to do with them. So how do we tap into that? And it's going a little bit deeper and understanding what they're, what they're going through um, we all have shared experiences. There is nothing that um, none of us are terminally unique. Um, you know, we all have challenges that we go through in life. We're looking for answers. And people are obviously using the Internet to look for answers for just about everything, which is a whole other issue and a problem that I have. But I, I won't go into it. Um, it's almost like we need to go back to, um, and you use the word empathy, you know, or, um, you know, sympathy um, is um, COVID separated us from one another. And I think we're still getting acclimated to um, walking down the street saying hello to one another. You know, one of the reasons we moved to to the South um, after living in California for most of my life, although I've lived all over, um, is because of core values. Um, saying thank you, saying please, allowing someone else to speak, um, share their opinion without getting angry or upset, realizing they're entitled to their opinion. We don't have to agree with it. Um, but they're entitled to their opinion and we can still have our ours. And how does this translate into business? And it's pretty, it's pretty cut, cut and dry for me is we need to get to the point where, um, companies are, and I think it's happening slowly. I really do are beginning to realize that, um, they can't operate top down anymore it needs to be a you know collaborative i've been asked to be part of a lot of different teams and and to lead a, a, a number of teams and even if i'm like considered to be the point person or the you know the lead or whomever it is i make a point in ensuring that all members of the team, regardless of how good I think the job is that I've done on whether it's a 
press release or a business plan or postings or whatever it may be that would get input from all parts of an organization um, because the, first of all there are no bad ideas there may be ones that don't work but it's really important to get the input from the people that are part of the entire organization rather than just one individual making a decision on what's best in terms of communicating and if we can get back to that, if companies can get back to that, and I do think it's happening slowly, um, then I think communication and messaging will become much more effective. Uh, circle back around to going to the next level. What is the process that you would take to develop a content strategy for business, right? And um how can that be repeatable? Is it different with every business or would you say there would be core elements that you would want to see on each one? Maybe it's the buyer's journey, content that needs to fill that out. Um, how would you go about identifying what content needs to be to be present? Uh, another great question. Um, I treat every single client uh, differently. I don't make any assumptions that um I, I don't think there's a template for messaging uh it really has to be tied to the individual organization so i begin with every single client every organization i begin my process and it's kind of a non-starter for me um interviewing different people within the company to get their perspective about what the company actually does, the products, the services, so on and so forth, whether or not they're small, nonprofit, large, whatever it may be, um, because that's where the answer lies. Um, these are the people you, you you're not going to get the same answer from every single person, and that's how messages develop um, within an organization. One person interviewing one person or talking to one person, whether it's the CEO or the chief marketing officer or the corporate communications person, um, or it's a smaller company where it's, you know, the, you know, there are three or four people, they're all going to have different answers. And being able to take all of them combined with doing your proper homework on the target audience because they're going to have different messages that they're looking for and matching them up is really the key and that that is uh, can be challenging but it's not impossible in this section i asked dan to talk a little bit about competitive analysis for positioning for communication it is correct um it also involves um after doing that and sometimes before, um, you know, doing a SWOT analysis, uh, which is just right. key to any any organization, because once you develop that SWOT analysis, you then break down each of the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and threats, and then you apply what tools you're going to use to address those strengths the weaknesses, the opportunities, and threats. So threats might come in the form of competition, as you mentioned. 
Um, but that might also be an opportunity because if your competition is using standard language, they're not. So when I, I go to a, a website, one of the first things I look for is if, if I know exactly what I'm looking for, um, I want to know who I'm dealing with, right? And But then I want to know immediately if it's a product, I want to know what the costs are. If I go to a site and I don't immediately have access to knowing what the cost is of what it is that they're offering, I'm gone. I move on. Um, I'm not interested in back and forth and having, which is really commonplace these days, having a discovery call to determine what it is that I need. Um, it just doesn't work for me. But um, um, you know, I, I might be a different beast than other people. But you, you bring up a valid point. So for me, when I'm doing analysis uh, for positioning and how somebody's different, right? I want to look at all the features besides the cost and say, okay, now I've gotten the competition from these 10 or 15 different people within the search end results or direct competitors, whoever they might be, right? I understand. I can put them all in a spreadsheet and I can see what people are offering and then we can do an analysis internally of like what are we offering right and then we can say well this is what the gambit of everybody offers and this is how we need to be different it could be something that's actually saying our product and service needs to be improved in a different way so we can set ourselves apart but it could also be like hey we've got this great feature or these features that nobody else is talking about um but one of the things we could also do is if we had somebody calling our users, right? And we have preconceived ideas of what we think the benefits are. And then if we get information from our users back as to, you know, um, that might actually totally influence like things that we found out that are benefits that we're not even talking about. Uh, I would love yeah, for that type so, of stuff to come up in the communi communi communication. So, yeah. So let's just take a hypothetical situation, right? Um, I, I can't come up with a an industry or product, so we'll just talk generically, theoretically. Um, you have a service that you are interested in, and you find five companies within five miles of where you live that offer this service. Mm -hmm. And you pull up each of their websites, you put them side by side, you do a, a competitive analysis and everything is the same, okay? So they, they're, they're saying the same thing, maybe different words, but they're offering the same services, products, um, their mission, which most companies don't even list anymore, um, their vision, their values, they're, they're all really in the same wheelhouse. Their pricing is the same, right? So how do you make yep. a decision? So in this section of the episode, I asked Dan, you know, how can we, with communication, talk to our users, talk directly to their pain points without ego, be authentic and really let the users understand that we get them. So 
going to go back to that good old word ego, right? So they're going to lose it, um, which <laughs> yes. is not easy for a lot of people, um, especially creative. And again, it's a generalization, but creative people, whether it's in IT or in writing or design work, um, and I've been guilty of it, you know, myself, I write something and I'm like, this is perfect. You know, it is going to blow up the world. And then I send it to a client and they redline it. And I'm like, well, don't they understand that I know more than they know? So it's a matter <laughs> of moving to a point, moving to a point of accepting the fact that we don't know everything. Um, that we need to listen to yeah. our customers and um, take in that information and integrate it. Because we all come in with preconceived ideas and notions as to what we think is best. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, we have to get rid of them. So okay. those have to be thrown out the door. And it also involves you know, being willing to accept constructive criticism to be willing to be in being vulnerable enough to share with your colleagues or with someone who you trust something that you've done that you've written um, and get ob objectivity um, with regard to what it is with the content that you're writing, which is why I build teams around me rather than just do things solo, even though I'm an independent consultant. Right. So I'll run something by right. someone um, to see whether or not it's been it, it hits all those touch points. And then in terms of, you know, getting to that point of empathy. Um, you know, now things are so bifurcated, you know, and you've got remote workers and people developing content, you know, all over the world. Um, that's created a huge, huge challenge for for a lot of folks. Um, because how can someone who is in, and I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but you know, a content creator in another country writing for me, who's in Nashville, Tennessee, doing something very specific, doesn't work. It might work for some people, but for me, it would never work because there's no way for them to possibly understand the market, the target audience, the demographics, me. Um, um, and, and also to write in the voice. And this is, I think, really important before we, we end is every company has a voice. And I don't necessarily mean someone speaking, but their brand, their messaging, their logo, um, their materials, their website, it all represents a voice. And if that voice is not singing um, or is not speaking consistently with the same messaging, across all platforms, uh, then something is is woefully wrong with the with the, the 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 messaging and that will come out in the content that's going to come out in the website or the social media.
And we're going to be back at where we began this conversation, which is how do we create a connection and build bridges with existing as well as prospective clients. So with that, what do you see as the biggest opportunities right now for businesses and SEOs to, you know, within their content structure to optimize around their products, services, any type of early stage content? Uh, what are those opportunities and how can they turn something that may be going not mediocre copy? You know, how can they turn it into better copy so that they're connecting with that voice that needs to sing, like you were saying? Uh, they can hire me. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's going to take um, a lot of failures um, and for people to, 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 or companies to, experience some failure in order to um you know what's that old saying about you know um babe ruth struck out you know 2999 times but he was the home run you know king um yeah it's gonna take some trial and error um and it's gonna go back to the basics of uh, really marketing and communications, which is what we've been talking about, which is understanding, truly understanding, not assuming that we understand, but truly understanding who our end user is. And we might have to write different copy, even, uh, even with our different target audiences. So um once we understand who our target audiences are that for the same product in this section of the podcast i talked to dan and i asked him how can companies keep their communication consistent across different platforms whether that is the website social media email i, I think two things one um they can't just stop communication entirely um because that obviously, you know, would would bring business to a halt. Um, but they need to do realize that um, technology and content and um, how we communicate is changing more rapidly than ever before. Um, and that they need to keep up with those changes and not hold on to like the website they developed or the uh, social media assets they developed back in 2000, even 20. Today are totally different, you know, with all this algorithm stuff that's going on and the SEO and all that, things are changing so rapidly. Um, and so they need to understand that they need to not just stay with what they have. They need to look to the future, um, in, in terms of what's going to work long-term so concurrently, they need to, I think every company at a certain point, and we're not talking about startups, but 
every company at a certain point, at least every three years, two to three years, needs to do a timeout. And they need to look at themselves as they start up again and go through the same process that they went through before they started up. And, and look at their messaging, look at their target audiences, their demographics, bring in their whole freaking company if they have to, um, and have a group think about what are we doing right, what are we doing wrong, and listen, hear, hear and then uh, use the right people to help recraft the messaging to meet the demands of mm -hmm. uh, the consumer based on what the company is hearing. And it may, they may be hearing it through numbers, through analytics. They may be seeing a drop off, um, um, but it's more likely than not, it has to do with communication content um, and not keeping up with the times because they're changing so incredibly rapidly. So how can users uh, reach out to you to get help with their content, their content strategy, understanding who their audience is, and um, rekindling their passion through their messaging? So the easiest way to, to do that is to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and it's uh, Dan L. Springer is my username on LinkedIn. We'll make sure to have uh, that linked in the show notes. So anybody can go out to Dan and figure out what your communication strategy is. So uh, I, I highly suggest that you do that. Um, and uh, deconnect your ego in your messaging and connect with the pain points of your users. And you will find that you will have a more engaged user who is coming to your website. And you can actually have better conversions on your current users that you're coming, let alone new users who will be, be able to find you. So. Dan, thank you so much for being on the show and I hope to connect with you again and talk with you soon, so. Likewise, thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely, well, listen, you have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you soon. Are you ready to break through and accelerate how you learn SEO? Then please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice or join our email list at emjpodcast.com so we can keep you up to date. This is the EMJ SEO Podcast with Matt Hepburn, and we'll see you next time.